Hello, welcome back to Creatives Chat. Join us as Peter and Sarah continue their conversation about who knows what in our after show condo. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Brand Apparel and Raise your vibration and energize your life with specialized Fibonacci tuning forks that deepen meditations and empower self-healing. Get your vibrational sound tools for personal enhancement at energybodytuners.com. After show convo. In terms of the, you know, the kind of the seriousness and heaviness of the journey, one thing that has been kind of I would say uh, a reassuring realization, one could call it, is that when you get through that darkness and that, you know, those dark shadows and valleys, you get rewarded with that play again. And I think that's been the coolest part about, you know, the spiritual search and, you know, quote unquote, liberation, you know, enlightenment, whatever, what, what, what I was seeking when I was in the journey was really just like to be free again. And that's ultimately what kind of comes out of the ending of, you know, victimhood and our assumptions is that it's like, oh, we come back to that, like, effortless state of being where we're just like playing like kids on a playground again. It's just like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this week specifically, I definitely have been in this place of like, my heart and my mind are like on the same page about like where we want to go control rooms all systems go my (laughs) physical body is still like having reactions or like like physical responses to some of like the experiences I've had and so like having to like parent myself and like literally yesterday I'm like you know triggered or whatever and I was like you know I just like don't want to deal with this and I proceeded to watch children's shows the remainder of the afternoon (laughs) so just funny that you said the inner child to play because I was like that was me yesterday I was like I don't want to think I said if you're not on the dragon tails game don't come at me it's like (laughs) (laughs) like we binging this shit let's go honestly top tier that's great well again just comes back to that sense of like does a child in the process of learning how to walk and talk and crawl you know do they judge themselves every mistake no you know, they get up and just go and play and do. And right. that's the reward of this waking up from this, the attachment to thoughts. Yeah. I mean, that's all the identities and attachments to things are anyway. And even the, the past pains, it's, it's more so, are we going to allow ourselves to play even while the body still has to process and heal? Mm. It's just like, mm, mm. yeah, we can, but some people don't, yeah. you know, and you yeah. see the fallout of that shit. Yeah. Spirit has told me that like, um, you can like the healing is going to happen. You can sit and like, look at it and be aware of it, or you can go do something else. It's still going to be there doing it, but they're like, sometimes we don't want you to look at it because when you look at it, you get attached to it. And that's what causes problems. (laughs) So they're like, just allow yourself to process it. Trust your body to process it. Go somewhere else. Like don't Mm. look, stare at it. Cause then you lose the perspective. You get zoomed into it. So, mm. I like that. I, I like that a lot. That's really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a fact of just the 
the power of what we are as a window of awareness, right? You either mm-hmm. put your attention or your, uh, your affection and you focalize on something and give it more and more inertia and energy, or you simply allow it to kind of fizzle out on its own. Right. And that's very much so the point of the recognition is like, you have to catch the wheel spinning. Once you see it, you're like, okay, it's cool. Then you can move along and then just let it kind of like fade itself out. But it's that, it's that initial realization. And that's probably the hardest part right there is reflection versus rumination. You know, it's just like, are you really giving yourself space to see something and reflect on it, giving it space to process itself? Or are you sitting there like chewing and stewing and like stabbing yourself like in the back for all the past shit? Mm. Like that's what takes a dark night of the soul into a depression real quick. <laughs> yeah, Painfully I, relatable. <laughs> see, to, to me, that there, there, there's a there's no reason to. Um, step back and assess the situation, right? I mean, that to me, you know, assess, evaluate, execute. It's kind of how I operate. And people can get stuck in any three of those. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They get stuck in the assessing, they get stuck in the the, um, execution part of it, or how do I execute? But the the part where I, what I wanted to say was that our, and, and you said this in part one, that we are not our thoughts. You know, I like how you guys cover that in part one. If you haven't seen part one, go back and watch part one. <laughs> About, yeah, I, I mean, really ob- observing our thoughts and being observed with our thoughts. But the whole reflection versus rumination, I don't think a lot of people make that distinction. Mm. And it's really easy to fall into that trap of, of, rum- of ruminating. Mm. Of the woulda, coulda, shouldas. And, yeah. you know, and, and then beating ourselves up because we should have known better. And the shift I made somewhere along the line is that, well, wait, if I'm doing the best I can in every moment, how can I look back and, and, and have any remorse or regret? Right. I did the best I could with what I knew. Yep. And so yeah. that, that's where I had to start practicing self-love. Like, okay, even if I did make an error in judgment, I go, okay, well, that was a learning opportunity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly, though. Well, it's funny how you came into that realization. I came into mine on that same light through just a a picture. And it was when I realized that I was trying to rewrite page, I was essentially like the image of a book came into my mind when I was sitting here caught up in, you know, one of those funks of just dark night of the soul, just like a painful truth or just being like, well, damn I was believing that for super long that hurt you know just kind of like just mourning and grieving the loss of those like those really deeply rooted attachments and I was kind of just at that point fed up of just being in the funk I was just like dude this is kind of bullshit now I'm kind of done being like feeling sad and like heavy over this and I was like why am I feeling sad why was I feeling sad like how did I even get to this place Mm -hmm. and it was this image of a book and both the pages were open and it was like a hand trying to like rewrite the mm. book mm-hmm. it was like scratching out words and like rewriting words and like all the margins were all filled and I was just like oh that don't look right yeah <laughs> and I just knew it. I was like in that moment it was just you know the real difference for me of reflection and rumination where I was taking my my kind of sitting in my meditations was ruminating is looking back in the pages of the past and trying to rewrite the story 
Mm. It's trying to rewrite the margins as if, you know, the book somehow wasn't already printed, you know, and reflection is simply just reading it and kind of like writing spark notes or little footnotes. It's there just like, more like, it's yes. more like, boom, it's more like, okay, that's a little like, yeah, some shit went crazy in that period of time, but you know, it's okay now and you don't have to worry about it. Right, you know, right. It still wasn't okay for them to do their thing, but you forgive them because it's all they knew and all you knew. You know, it's yeah. like, it's that type of constructive, like, okay, am I doing research on it? Or am I just sitting here, like trying to like grade it and judge it? Like I'm scoring a paper. And it's mm. like, it's that's a really good way of putting it. It's kind of like, like okay, like my life is a book and I'm reading a chapter. I'm living a chapter. And then I get stuck <laughs> on a sentence. And I'm just like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm always trying to attach meaning to stuff, right? <laughs> ego. My sensitive ego is always taking things personally. And so, <laughs> but it's like getting stuck on this. Uh, I, I, I just pictured that. Like that was a really good visualization of just staring at a sitting, but but you still have the whole book, the rest of the entire book to read. Like like yes. the story's not over yet. Like yeah. Like there's 20 more chapters, <laughs> but I can't get past this sentence. What does this mean? <laughs> but again, like how many of us are stuck in that trap of, you know, even on that spiritual path where, you know, that cycle right there leads you out of what many people would call even awakening. You know, they, they lead themselves out of their realizations and recognitions of being like, oh, I'm not this. I'm not that. Oh, I wouldn't be feeling this if I wasn't that. And it's like, you dummy, like that's how I just feel like spirit was always just like with me when I'm just oh I unawakened myself where it was just like that I've done done it now <laughs> yeah and, and you know actually my team just being like he doesn't get it yet he doesn't get well, it like <laughs> we sent him four 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 seven 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 and he still doesn't understand <laughs> yeah pretty much you're just like come on Marsha 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 <laughs> like like it's, it's fascinating, though, when you look at it, because, you know, we talk about just like the frustrations, the angst going through these cycles. But what has always kind of been on the receiving end of any type of profound realization or kind of dissolving or detachment of something like called Maya, what we can call it. It's always been met with just like profound belly laughs, like <laughs> a just like deep chuckle laughter, just crying, just like just blissful awesome time just like well i don't know why i'm laughing but this Literally. is great my stomach hurts and my face is sore <laughs> you know and that right there i could, probably could say is just like the the play that we're really talking about is just like you know just laughing for no reason being happy for no reason smiling for no reason like i've come to realize that is a superpower because so many yeah. people are so are just disconnected from their heart in that sense where it's just like mm. wait you need a reason to smile you need a reason to be happy like yeah so what's your default programming then <laughs> pissed off and salty <laughs> it's like sea salt and vinegar kind of uh it's just like literally oh, just anger <laughs> you salty and sour all the time just yeah. like said smile once in your life make you feel better well i guess that's something that's kind of a misconception that i want to kind of just break down with you is you know a lot of people misperceive again the spiritual interlooking kind of awakening ascension whatever you want to call it they see it as this oh it's all gonna be again like we mentioned in part one hugs and kisses and you know yeah. butterflies and rainbows but my experience of feelings has been so much more intense and you know the 
the, the I guess you could almost say the peaks and the valleys just yeah. got amplified. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I, I mean, I've been like a pretty um me, I've been a healer my whole life. <laughs> no, um uh just in school <laughs> and like growing up and everything. I've been like a relatively like publicly like happy person. And so when I did go through really tough emotions, it was, it was hard hitting. Like the things that I was dealing with, even from a young age, it's like the people around me are like, wait, what? Like, what, how do you of all the people have like all this stuff happening? And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, and so, um, you know, that kind of leads into its own thing, right. Of like, okay, now I'm not sharing certain things with people. Right. And, um, but nonetheless, mm. though, it's like now I'm at this point where if people were like, I don't pretend to be happy anymore. If I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. And that's my reality. And that's my truth. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting because this experience, like some of the things I've had to face and like really look head on about not just. Also, it's not just about undoing your own trauma like trauma you've experienced and emotions that aren't processed it's also about holding yourself accountable for the moments that you did show up not the best and that's a whole nother level of like trying to stop this like self-hatred from coming in because it's like oof, mm. like and you know even talking um like about you know, wanting to rewrite your story. And it's like, I don't want to be the bad guy here, but I am in this part of the story. Like I didn't show up as who I would show up as now. And offering that level of forgiveness is kind of what we were talking about just a little bit ago. Um, to, uh, Rusty said it great. Like I did the best with what I knew at the time. And, you know, I've had to really tell myself that because it's like, you know, I can't make a judgment call on something when I've like advanced this far, like that's just not fair to my past self. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm. It's, I guess you could say it comes full circle in the sense of spirituality is not what people think it is. Yeah. If you're really about it, because it's not something that's intended to be an easy path. Ultimately, like getting what you want being able to manifest those highest aspirations on your heart, being able to awaken into your powers. It's not some, you know, willy nilly, like consolation prize. It's, right. it's something that comes through going through those Valley of the shadows of death, going through those dark nights of the soul, mm -hmm. really taking the courageous path to have faith and trust in life. Exactly. You know? And, and, and that, if I knew honestly, like what everything like <laughs> spirit, like this whole path was going to bring me yeah. when I first started, I don't know if I would actually like seek it out. Because mm. for yeah. me, I was looking for an escape. Mm. And then by the time I realized what I was escaping and what I was stumbling you into were in. and, what I, and what I was already letting go of, it was already too late. No, it I'm refundable. <laughs> and it was funny because it was one of those things where I, I remember having like kind of like an internal freak out. Mm -hmm. It was a, uh, it was one of the realization, I can't remember who I was listening to, but there essentially was talking about like, you know, dissolution of the, the, the ego, the identity, you know, these attachments, whatever, like concept of whatever you think yourself is you. Mm -hmm. And it was a, this is just like existential threat just kind of kicked in. It was just like, uh, what? 
<laughs> like what? it was almost it was almost like you know like i'm pretty sure i was cooking at the time and it was just like i was chopping and i like i'm pretty sure i'd stopped but it wasn't me that had stopped i'm pretty sure it was just like the full-blown like beingness of the body just being like wait wait hold up fam yeah literally they're, they're trying to they're trying to get rid of me is that yeah. is that what he's saying yeah so for me it was the sense of i had gone too far mm. and spirit had already kind of let me know in that moment where I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, like, is this really the end root of what I was looking for? I don't really know if I feel comfortable with that right now. And spirit pretty much was just like, well, sweetie. Buckle up. <laughs> pretty much just like, you've already gone way too far. <laughs> Said like, there's, there's no no refund, no refund. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting when you talk about like, whenever it has their own images and things of how things come in, because for me in that light, it was just the sense of like, I was already at the door and my hand was on the handle. Yeah. And they're like, kind of, they're kind of looking at me like that, like me, like, where it's just like, what? You're already like doing it already. Like, yeah. you can't back out now. Sorry. Literally. I know. Fun, like, kick, push it through the door. <laughs> the second that you wanted to like process your emotions, it was game over. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> The, that point, pretty much <laughs> as you're stumbling down the stairs to grace and liberation you're just like ah ah literally yeah i mean again that's just the the kind of the paradoxical path of spirituality right mm. it's it's pretty trippy and i think that's why it brings so many people to a point where we're like i don't know how to explain this this is hard yeah. to put into words because right. you're you have to get confronted with all right, so you have to get to a point of doing something, but you got to just simply be. What? It's yeah. just like, yeah, you got to go sit and meditate, but you got to just be. Right. It's like, okay, so I have to have an action, but I got to just chill and be? Yes. <laughs> Sus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's that's kind of the internal compass where it's just like you have to figure it out yourself. Like mm-hmm. no one can tell you this shit. Like you have to you have to connect the dots on like what that means for you and apply it for you. And that's why it's so hard because we're so conditioned to just to fucking do what people tell us to do. Right. Oh, well, and it's like when you finally get to that point where you're like, I just like don't care. Like that what you said earlier about like I don't want this anymore. It's like you get to that point and it's like I just like don't care. And you know, it really validates your own experience of like, you know what? There are other people that don't care, whether it be in the reality of within, you know, processing and all their stuff. But when you stop caring, you stop allowing the experiences you're having to continue to add to the piles, add to the, add to the unprocessed everything. And Mm. also I think another misconception is like, Oh, once I reach enlightenment, ascension, there won't be like, I won't feel levels of trauma. I won't feel pain anymore. And it's like, no, no, you just have the skills to process it here now. So you're still going to cry. You're still going to feel everything. You're still going to like have all of the emotions, the full spectrum of them. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to sit in you anymore. Facts. There's some expectation of I'm going to live a life of bliss. Yeah. Which I mean, well. (laughs) But the thing is that, right. That I like to use the word serenity. That's my measuring 
stick. I measure everything. I was like, okay, how is this going to affect my serenity? Because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. protect my serenity. But, you know, the, the whole uh, spiritual journey is that um, we're not immune to pain. We're not, uh, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, but we can transcend it. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we can, we can feel it and we, we don't have to get attached to the pain or feel like we're the cause of the pain. Mm. Yeah. That's a huge one for energy perception. Yes. But you know, it's like, um, we just are a passenger on a train that's going through a tunnel. I'm not the train. I'm not the track. I'm not the tunnel. I'm just a passenger enjoying the ride. And if it gets dark, I can be in peace or I can be scared. You know, if the lights go out and going through the tunnel, you know, uh, the train doesn't stop to wait for the light to come on. The train just keeps going. And I, whether, whether I want to be going through that tunnel or not, I'm in a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the, the concept of surrender comes into light even more where it's allowing ourselves to fully i mean we said it earlier in the sense of holding space for yourself love like self-love is truly just being open and allowing whatever needs to arise to arise so fully allow that again you have to come back to that point of when you let go you receive more and having Mm -hmm. to like having to embrace that as like a reality where it's just like, okay, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to let it go. And then when you do, it's just like get your hands and your pockets and all the other bags ready because life's going to be, it's going to fill them with something tasty, but it's that refineness of the emotions where it's like, you're just so much more open to life. And this is the point that I really wanted to highlight because, you know, you guys have both said like the term bliss and just this, even this ascension, this enlightenment process, whatever you want to call it. I've found that the words like bliss and liberation and enlightenment, I've come to understand that we've just been off the mark Mm. in how mainstream society and like spiritual groups and circles or in the communities really have like put these words on a pedestal to create that point of like, I made it right. Like you were saying, Sarah, and in truth, it's an, it's an infant onion. Like each of these terms applies to a a layer that's peeled off, but each and every layer has its own forms of liberation and bliss. Right. Right. You know, and it's just this continual playground of exploration. It's like, you never make it. There's some big checkpoints where you get some pretty dope realizations, you know, True. but like, (laughs) but in truth, it's always this process of liberating yourself from what is false. And, mm. you know, the bliss that comes from it is, you know, the end of that bullshit phrase of ignorance is bliss, where it's like, no, ignorance is just fucking ignorance. Like, you know, bliss is waking up of being like, oh, I was naive to that. I'm happy I know better now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the bliss comes in. The enlightenment is that process of just always refining yourself. You know, you're always coming to see the world in a new light. And every recognition always makes me way more grat- like filled with gratitude, you know, being able to see that much more of a divine scheme to this beautiful life and experience. It's like, this is the stuff where I feel like if people really wanted to, to get there or attain something, it's like, let go of this expectation or concept that you're not already doing it. And you mm. haven't been already, and you haven't already been doing it because I feel like if we take the, the weight away from, oh, I'm someone that's seeking enlightenment, liberation, you know, ascension, it's like, we're all already doing that shit. 
we've all already been doing all that stuff. It's like, are you doing it consciously or subconsciously? There's that's right. the only real difference I see. Right. But other than that, it's like we're all about that path. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say with the bliss part that to me, bliss is a byproduct of a life well lived. Mm. I like that. And and that serenity comes not from after the storm. It, it, it's something that we carry with us. Like I, I said, serenity is my measuring uh, my measuring stick. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, something is disturbing my serenity. It's not out there. Yeah, it, it's something in here. And so, um, if I'm disturbed, then my my serenity is is, is shaken. You know, or my, mm-hmm. my and so my right. And so, it's it's being calm during the storm. It's being calm. No, that that's the greatest realization I have learned. My greatest takeaway <clears throat> in my own personal journey, what I've come to the realization is that I'm taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like no matter I am what. The storm. Well, well, the fact is, is that I I keep thinking things are happening to me or at me, but they're they're happening for me. Right. For me to learn and to process, if, if if I'm going through a situation, it's because there's something that that I can either contribute or take away from it. Mm. And so it's just a matter of what's my purpose here: to be a transmitter or a receiver. <laughs> yeah, honestly, wow, so good, so good. I love it. Well, I'm curious in terms of your own journey of just even introducing yourself into different like healing modalities mm-hmm. which one has been probably like your most like favorite to kind of practice yourself and yeah so um reiki is cool um i also like do sound healing i have crystal sound bowls and i actually am uh, taking a class right now to get a certification to be understand sound healing things so I'm very excited about that um, there you go but uh I think right now what I'm into is just like sitting by myself and just like listening. Um, Sometimes Mm. it's like, I really want to like do Reiki or I get called to Reiki. Sometimes it's like sitting with all my crystal babies or my plants and I'm like, yay, thanks for your energy. (laughs) Lovely. Um, But yeah, no Reiki healing definitely has been very powerful um, Mm. and doing that in a very purposeful way. Um, when I do like self-treatments for myself, but, and obviously it'll continue to be important as I move forward and eventually want to become a Reiki master and, um, you know, introduce others to this practice as well. Um, but yeah, I, like I mentioned as well too, is I want to know more about like the practice of being a shaman and just being supposed to, I just like have this pull to know more about it. And so I'm like, Okay. Okay. I, I will, I'm into it. <laughs> but, hmm. Can I ask you what got you pointed in the direction of Reiki? Um. So I had, I had a friend who like mentioned it, and then like in like understanding that like massage therapy, like you can become a certified Reiki healer as a massage therapist. It's like a different certification you can get. And so, um, you know, by the powers that be of the algorithm of Instagram, I. <laughs> Um, I connected with, um, my Reiki master, Mercedes Valencia over, she lives in Florida. Um, and so we did a distance Reiki, um, attunement and it was just, 
it was perfect. She like, she also very firmly stands on um, self-mastery. And so uh, it just felt right when I came across her page and I saw, and she does sound healing and stuff. And uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is where I need to be. So, yeah. Hmm. And it just continued to evolve from there. Yeah, truly. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because now um, she had told me when I first got attuned that like once you practice and like get familiar with, you know, your energy versus like when that Reiki energy is tapped into, um, you'll you'll feel it activate when you're around people that need it. And um, it's so Mm. funny because like even before I was attuned. So like, there's this like theory or thought people, uh, Reiki healers will tell you like, um, one Reiki finds you when it's supposed to. And two, um, like if you're going to become a Reiki healer, you were always destined to be one. Like, and so, um, when I was in high school, there was a girl who, um, we were friends and she had stomach problems. And so, um, like one day I was giving her a hug and I like had my hands on her tummy and she's like, Oh my gosh, I feel so much better when you give me hugs like that. And so like, I continued to do that. And I realized that mm. like, after like, which I mean, obviously I'm an adult now, like, um, that I was like, Oh, was that, that and spirit goes tink, tink, like hear the eyelids click, like, girl, what do you think? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what do you think that was? That's great. Yeah. I mean, the things that we've always been tapped into that we just didn't even realize. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And that's the stuff that, again, it's this process of spirituality is a paradox because it's like we're really just coming back to what we always were. Right. Exactly. It's just, that, it's just the realization and appreciation for it now. Oh, absolutely. Just like, oh, humble check super hard. Like, <laughs> And being able to utilize the tools has been like super cool and like knowing that I have like these different avenues for like whatever my body's feeling like the other day, like Mm. I really, I realized, um, the process of my body, like, um, zooming back out of whatever I'm zoomed into. If there's a situation I'm hyper-focused on, um, be like, Oh, perfect. I need to go into the root chakra because I'm not grounded. I'm way too in my head right now. And I watched this process happen like so fast. Mm. And I'm like, all right. So you guys do know how to run this thing around here. Like, I'm just like the visitor in this like operation of this spaceship. Like, (laughs) like, yeah, that's been my favorite go-to like um, imagery for the body right now. It's just like, oh, I'm just an operator of this being Um, (laughs) literally. (laughs) I know. And so, yeah, it's, it's an experience for sure, but a lot of moving parts. Well, it's, I like how you have the control room. Cause that's very much so how I see things sometimes when it's just mm-hmm. like, I have a, I have a version of myself called literal Pete where it's just <laughs> like, sorry, he's so objective. Like you gotta be real straightforward. Cause she's just going to go over right over my head. And it's just like it literal Pete in, in the control room is just that guy of just like the books looking around just super professional and everyone's just like, he doesn't get a joke at all. Like, <laughs> you know, and, but that's the thing where each of us has their own image of how to operate this experience called life. But the biggest distinction is the identification you have with the body. Mm. 
things don't really start taking that next level switch until you are willing and loving enough to separate from that or to entertain. Like, even if you don't believe it, just to entertain, like, okay, well, what if this body is just a body and I'm just the controller of it? You know, that's why I think it's yeah. funny that everyone that's tapped in always has some type of just like, oh, yeah, the representatives of the body are going crazy today. You know, it's a, they always have some <laughs> type of like iteration of that. And Someone it's like, tossed out a file and like nobody can find the information we're looking for. It's a mess. <laughs> exactly. It's just like I'm sitting here just like pulling this infinite long drawer, just like looking Literally. through stuff. Just like, the filing cabinets are just... <laughs> <laughs> they're like that SpongeBob meme where they're like tossed over and they can't find the information. Everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating to see how everyone operates in terms of that. But the one main distinction again comes back to that sense of only when you're willing to entertain the distinction does it actually arise, mm. and that's when you can start to see the 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 kind of control room and operators where you're just like, ooh, that's that's spicy me that's 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 sad me oh that's frustrated me like yeah but it's super cool too like to be able to witness those because then it's like when I'm not consciously aware of them like uh, or like seeing them or interacting engaging with them when I feel these things come up in my body it's like okay this is this I have a face to the name I have a face to the name of the physical experience Mm. um and so I know how to like talk that part of me down so like for example, I had a sit down with my ego the other day and was just like, so listen, girl, I hear you. And I know that you are really sad that you got demoted from being the, the operator of this ship to the keeper human alive. But your role is so important and uh, your thoughts just aren't needed right now. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, and it's just like, fine. Okay, I hear you. But it's it's just being able to talk to those versions of yourself has been a new level. Um, I've kind of been uh, unraveling a little bit because it's like a different way to engage with these parts of myself um, that are going to be even more purposeful in the future, I'm sure. So, Yeah, well, it's really interesting how you say that, because for me, the kind of image of the you have to let the guard dog be the guard dog, you know, like you can't punish it for being the guard dog. You know, if the dog's going to bark and try to like, you know, let you know that something's coming, you got to be like, exactly. A little snazzy, you know, got the representative for that. But it's like, <laughs> you know, you got to you got to let them bark and do their thing. You let them right. reassure them. It's like, good job. There's nothing there. Let them see. No threat. You're OK. But thank you. You know, you yeah. did what you're trying to do. And it's the same thing with the, the ego. It's like. Again, I've said it numerous times in the show, I very much despise the term ego death because that same concept is illusory because a it's a thought it's not real it can't die yeah lot logic first second it's the fact that you don't want your ego to die unless you want to be tapped out of this physical world because the ego the ego is just this you know it's kind of gotten the bad rap but it's just like the representative of the body it's the pain body it's the it's what keeps us in this game of you know individuality or seeming or uh, perceived seemingly perceived individuality you know it it's ultimately what allows us to kind of imbue our spirit and kind of create that unique expression of the soul, like the personality. And so many people try to just dismiss it versus just, again, giving it love Mm. and holding space for ourselves. So even just like the way you're talking to like, no, come on, like, come here, that ain't it. You know, like 
even that though is an expression of love and self-talk that like most people don't give themselves the opportunity to be aware like that yeah yeah it's super important though wow beautifully said for sure it should be called uh the ego demotion so i'm taking away your supervisory status I like so, that. You're no longer the manager. No, give me that card. You don't get access up here. <laughs> I like I like that. The egoic demotion. <laughs> Ego demotion. Yeah. It's true though cuz again, it doesn't die. Like mm-hmm. we give it way we give concepts way too much power in right? the spiritual community, I feel. Yeah. That's something that I've noticed just with a lot of different like well, and I okay, I guess that even taps into the um the phrases within the spiritual community that like have this meaning or whatever um and people getting attached to everything Mm -hmm. that they need and it's like okay that's not actually like you're just like pulling things into this space from like this past thing that you're like alleging you're walking out of like there's still some unhealed things that you think that you have to be so dedicated to this is the way this is it's like no everything is nothing (laughs) like it's that's like, profound yes yeah that's yeah. that's the one that's that's the one that's like, huh, huh. <laughs> like you're like everything is nothing facts <laughs> and it's all beautiful truly see mm. that right there though is you're getting into like spiritual materialism and stuff yeah there's so many people that are just they're just doing the same shit that they did with the nine to five identity to the spiritual you know the self-righteous identity where it's the same shit different day and i think that that's going to continue to happen i mean from what i understand about like um i've talked Mm. to some people who have kind of been in the game so to speak for a while (laughs) and um um, one gentleman i um crossed paths with regularly he said oh this happens like every 10 to 15 years like a massive amount of people like step into this space and then they realize it's not for them and because they don't want to do the work because they don't want to like uh, really get down deep or for whatever reason, they're walking away from it, which that's their, their journey for their soul life this time. And, um, but the ones that stay, the ones that get into it, the ones that do it, you know, um, I don't know. They're the ones that live a life where they experience all that life has to offer. Right. So. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not right there it's funny when you were saying that the image of just like the ocean came to mind oh where it was just like the ebbs and flows where it's just like yeah we're all trying to swim back to shore and some of us can make it yeah or some, some of, of us, us just like drown and end up on a shore somewhere i don't know yeah Super some of us wild. just like wait what happened <laughs> okay like grateful i'm here fam <laughs> if there's one point that i really want to kind of like push or stress in the sense of the kind of, I guess you would say the kind of grand scheme of what you're just talking about in the sense of like, you know, the, the 10 year cycles, you have people come in the space, you have people that will kind of exit because it's not for them. It's, it's a theme of judgment that keeps coming up because we talked about it briefly in part one, but the most ultimate test for anyone in like the spiritual path, right? Mm-hmm. It's letting go of judgment, letting go of assumptions of people letting go of our assumptions and, you know, built expectations on experience and to just simply live in the reverence of the beautiful gift that every aspect of this life is. And that's what I find is kind of like the, 
the most pressing matter that keeps mm-hmm. coming up with my intuition. Everything that I keep getting is just like, hold the love, like fully just radiate that light. So you can dispel all clouds of judgment and assumption and expectation. Right. And I'm curious, when did you come into that? Because you like you said that that was a thing that you were like diving into. And it was just like, oh, okay. So common thread. Everyone's kind of getting the same downloads, huh? (laughs) Well, I think that like, I mean, obviously it's an ongoing struggle because like I truly have not been able to like stand in the full definition of what unconditional love looks like until um, I was able to heal the most hurt parts of myself um, that happened in the name of what love was thought to be. It's a very wordy sentence, mm. but like, I got you. I got you um, but like, I would honestly say this like last like these last two months, it's like oh, I can pour love over everything. Like I am not this hurt person at my core. Um, you know, I had Mm. this dream a couple weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, where I ran into my ex who really did a number and, um, he was, uh, terminally ill and old and I held his hand and was like, you know what? It's going to be okay on the other side, whatever you got going next life around it's all good. And it was this level, this incredibly deep level of forgiveness that was like, Mm. if I can show love to the person who arguably has like hurt and like, like started this foundation of a false love, um, which I mean, he wasn't the foundation of it, but um, a a significant floor on my tower that I was building (laughs) several, several floors to the skyscraper here. Um, you know, I can really pour love over everything. And I've, that's something I've been witnessing a lot lately is, you know, I've seen people mm. show up in their ego. I've seen people show up in their shadow and I'm still able to be like, you know, you know, that's okay. And I'm able to show love and like not be triggered either because this is specifically yeah. with people that are like my closest, like inner circle folks and, um, show up for myself enough to show up for them. And, Ooh. um, talk to them as if I'm talking to whatever version of myself is there. Ooh, is their inner child fronting because their inner child is hurt? Perfect. I'll talk to them. Like I'll give them just enough reassurance. Be like, well, you know, I'm not sure about that, but you know, I think that you did the best with what you had at the time. And it's those little phrases, those little acknowledgements that like people don't even realize that they want or need. And it's like, Oh wow. They like saw me and it wasn't, I needed to, push my healerness and spirituality and all of that stuff in front of their face to be like, listen to what I have to say. It's like the universe will continue to present these opportunities to show unconditional love. And like, how, mm. how lucky am I that like, I'm aware of it to get to do that consciously. Yeah. Cause like, all the interactions that I've ever had, it's like, I look back on them and I'm like, wow, even though there were not so great things that happened, um, unconditional love still there was drops of it in that Mm. those interactions in those happy moments in the good and it's like I'm not getting attached to that as per the the relationship or whatever it would have been um but I'm so grateful that I got to Mm. see a a drop of the unconditional love they had to offer me even though they can't continuously do it and I'm setting the boundary of taking a step back I got to experience their version of love and that's a blessing in itself so that right there is some epics for the heart. 
And it's funny because allowing someone to love at their capacity and truly being okay with that in your heart is a deeper level of maturity that a lot of people I think lack because it's the first step of selflessness. You know, it's, it's fully knowing that they did their best with what they could do. And even in truth, it doesn't matter if they did their best or not. It's just, you knew what they, you knew there's limitations and you know that that wasn't for them mm-hmm. and it wasn't what you needed. And it's just that loving, like, love you, but time out, time yeah. to take apart. And it's, and it's also, like you said, though, like even me saying all that, that doesn't make it any more different, any easier. Like right. there are people that I love and like would continue to love at the deepest level if they, if their heart was at a point where they could receive all of it. Right. And when they're not, that's when you have to make the judgment call of like, okay, I'm not going to continue to consciously like pour, I guess, into them. Like, yeah. it's a tough call. It's a tough call to make. <laughs> it's not easy. Um, like there, there are people that I wish I could continue to love, but it's like, now I'm at this point where like, I can only love people who love themselves because it's painful to watch somebody knowingly, like, well, knowingly Mm. relatively choose not this. I got a distinction I like to throw in real quick. Sure. Because I've wrestled with this concept as well. Mm -hmm. Um, about how I could be more loving towards mm-hmm. myself and towards others. But the real, the distinction I made was that I don't have to like you, but I'll still love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I don't have, you know, and, and because yeah. And yeah. So that was it. I mean, there, that, that put me on a different path that, Oh yeah. Like there's some people I'll just maybe never really agree with, but you know, and I probably, you know, don't like, don't want to hang out with them, mm-hmm. but I can still love them from a distance. Like yeah. you just be you and I'll just pray that, you know, whatever it is that shows up on your path will be that which most benefits you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I feel so compelled this week because this came up this morning in a session. Because Beautiful. It's, been, it's been a theme that's come up a few times because I like to say that there's this point in the spiritual journey where you have like a really profound realization and you're at this point of almost like what I call baby Buddhahood. Mm. You know, it's like, you're, you're just learning how to walk, you know, you're, you're getting your feet going in this realization that, you know, there's your past pain, your trauma, you realize that you're you're not the body that you're navigating this experience and it's almost like those i un, i unawakened myself i unliberated myself moments where you fall back into an old pattern and it's this realization of you know you don't have like what you're saying Rosie, like you don't have to love everybody in a sense like the way i see it is like you don't have to love everybody you don't have to pour that love to everyone all you have to do is love yourself enough to just hold space and respect for your own light to really realize what the body's telling you. And what the body's telling you is I'm not at a space where I can stay in that peace, that serenity 
dealing with these people like yeah these these mo oh these i'm not i can't i don't remember i don't we really hear know you. How I want to say this <laughs> these mo i was like do i really want to say it it's pretty vulgar but it was one of those things where it's just like um are these people resonating with me in a sense that is true to my spirit mm. you know and it's just like and if they're not resonating that's true to my spirit then I don't want to be around them right now. I don't have to. And that's okay because you're at a point where it's like, you're still acclimating, you know, you're still getting your force field up. You can't go out expecting yourself to block all the arrows if you don't have your shield up, you know? Yeah. I think that, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, I was just going to say, I think one of the things that I've struggled with is like, um, when I see, like, because I just see things, (laughs) period. (laughs) Um, it's like when I see the potential of Ah. the opportunity to like love this a person and when these you know in 3d in the reality of it it's like not they're not there or like it's just not dismissing a little bit um I always like try to tell myself that hey it's not that we're going or it's not necessarily that we're going and we'll never cross again but for right now our paths are just like apart from each other and that doesn't mean that they can't come back like it's just they're just apart from each other so that's something I like you to ease that a little bit but it's Mm. definitely like I don't know I just like really desire to like love people to their fullest extent and I can see how capable people are um, mm-hmm. And it gets really tricky when you're working with people within the same space who are as aware and everything like that. And it's just like, no, like, but I thought, right. <laughs> like, I, I thought this was what it was like, what? Like, I don't understand. And then, yeah, things just get messy quick, quick. <laughs> well, yeah. Ain't that the truth? The way I look at it is that it always boils down to are we willing to let go of the assumptions? Oof, yeah. If we're really willing to let go of the assumptions, none of that stuff matters anymore. Because mm. none of it ever comes up. Mm. You know, I think that's mm. the, and, it, and it's the essence of what was in, uh, talked about in a session earlier was there is, you know, when you're sitting here talking about like, and this again was like me talking to the, um, my client was just like, when you're sitting here talking about how certain people you know, are causing triggers and the old self to kind of come up and you have to reflect and you're, you're doing all this work in the real time. A lot of it is, again, coming down to this assumption that you have to somehow be quantifying or characterizing these people, mm. where it's you have to be judging your experience and assuming the experience has to be some like, you know, some school and playground of just like they're teaching you this and this consciously. It's just like, do you critique a movie while it's playing? You know, if it's your first time watching it, are you sitting here just like, yeah, you know, now I know Rusty that all of us are, <laughs> are tapped into the, the production angle. So we're not all <laughs> analyzing stuff. But most of us are sitting here just watching the movie, just enjoying the movie. You know, we're sitting here just, you know, like listening to the characters. And it's not the sense of like enjoying the movie of even having an expectation to enjoy the experience, but you're being open to just watching it yeah you're being open to just allowing it to be and to live and just giving it that love and appreciation just to witness it indiscriminately mm-hmm. 
And that right there is, again, it comes back to, are we willing to let go of our assumptions and judgments? It's like, it comes back down to that. It's like, if we let go of every assumption we have and we just allow ourselves to experience life, that's when we come back to that childlike play. That's when wow. we come back. That's when we come back to just the, the pureness. And to me, that's what I see liberation as, is just like, what is it? What do we have to go through for us to come back to that point where we just, I call it the divine fuck it or the divine whatever, yeah. but it's, <laughs> yeah. but it's, but, it, but in the East it's, it's, you know, it's indifference. That's it. It's just indifference. Like no assumptions to life is literally just indifference. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you met with that client today. Cause like, I so needed to hear that. You got me tearing <laughs> up on a video <laughs> in 4k. <laughs> 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 That's so good. That's so good. I think that like, uh, one of the things I definitely like just like taking from this conversation honestly is like um in Reiki sometimes like when I've done Reiki treatments and I've like gotten Reiki treatments the healer will always remind me like you know imagine yourself encompassed in that gold light and (laughs) knowing that like nothing can like penetrate this like security that you have around you and like I think I really want to like practice living my life like that you know like I am divinely protected, not just when I'm getting Reiki, but like every time I step out of the house, anytime I go anywhere, anytime I do anything, but like, you know, making that conscious effort enough so that it becomes like a, it's, that's, it's not even conscious. It's just a thing that I do. Oof, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited to becomes, do that. <laughs> it just becomes autopilot. And I think that's yeah. the, that's another one of those things that I always try to point people towards is just like, yo, like we're always going on autopilot that's the whole point of life is like this body is just a, a creature of habits. It's mm. always trying to go into that path of least resistance. That's how life is always flowing through us. That's where it's always going to go. But it's like, but is our path of least resistance and is our automatic stuff that's rooted in truth or is it rooted in falsehood when it's rooted in truth? It's just like the floodgates are open. Life is just going to flow through you. It's going to bring all the dope shit downstream and you're going to, you know, you're going to be enjoying this experience, but that's the kind of, the essence and you spoke on it because i feel like of all people to like talk about this point with you you can hear it where it's that to me is the essence of like my mantra of this year has been live love it's to like live in that reverence all the time of everything that we all know and have come to experience in this path like to live in the reverence that every breath is a fucking gift that every every interaction and every person that you come across with is you know, divinely guiding you and blessing you along your way. And it's funny that this happens too, because this happened again this morning. And I feel like it's been like every day, every work day, at least like dealing with like driving and commuting to clients. I always know when it's going to be kind of like a spicy or, or eventful day as of late, because if I don't wake up in that instant, like, oh, live love, like gratitude. Yeah, we're here. Another, okay. Another gift. Yes. It's like, it's I'll have my meditations and I'll be like do some different recognition and then you know the live love will just like slip the mind for a second and then it's just like someone almost runs into me on the road (laughs) it's just like oh 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 god sorry sorry (laughs) that's what I mean by like life humble checks me pretty quick like it does those types of things where it's just like oh oh my gosh because it goes what's the first thought that comes up just like oh my gosh I'm so grateful neither of us were hurt yeah it's just like and then it's just like and then it just goes back to that like i know live love i'm 
I hope that they're okay. Like, you know, bless them, whatever's on their journey. But like life will bring those types of lessons to the forefront just to kind of like shock the system of being like, are you about it? Are you really about it? So I don't know. I feel like there's something to this whole living in the reverence. I mean, obviously, like every time it's been spoken, you mentioned it. Like every time that there's someone who's, I guess their heart's open enough to hear it. Like the live love messages, which just keeps resonating through everyone. And I think that's what it, it really means for us to hold our light, mm. you know, cause I mean, cause I've been getting dreams and things and like different visions of like all the different light workers and things of, you know, and we're all getting activated. I'm seeing different communities and networks start to form more naturally. And it's just like, okay, well, why, what's the reason for this? What's the, how do we really like capitalize on this? What's the real method of connection? You know, that's where my mind goes with it at least where Mm -hmm. for me, it is that essence of like, I think it is that, well, I know it in my heart now. It's that essence of live love is like the full, it's the fulfillment of like the Christ energy into the existence of this reality of like truly living in the reverence that this is a divine creation, living out the namaste, like giving the divine respect for each being, knowing that everything is grace, knowing that everything is for you that you get to do this like it's it's honestly been pretty profound and nuts to see how much life has shifted since I've been trying to live in that more because it's been getting easier and easier obviously but it's also been becoming more and more potent I think Mm -hmm. because there's just been more and more powerful connections happening and people and events and experiences and it's just like oh shit something's going on with this yeah I'm finding myself like even today like um I had a coworker show me something and um he hadn't seen me for a while and so I ran into him and um he showed me he's like hey I want to show you this and it just made me so happy because I'm like wow like this is something that is really important to him and he was vulnerable enough to share that with me and like we don't have that sort of connection relationship or whatever but it's like after I got done talking to him I'm like I'm so glad that you shared that with me like thank Mm. you and it's these moments again like where we're seeing these opportunities to show up that way and Mm. it's like oh wow like last couple years uh there's been a battle of dark and light and light won (laughs) so um but like i don't know just like this leveling up of the collective energy of standing in love um and the true unconditional overflowing fountain version of it is just incredible Mm. 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 i like that i guess that's one aspect we can kind of just tap into really quick is this essence of you know art and creative expression you know you have this you have this knack to really just bring out the humor in you know especially even in some of these darker concepts which is always refreshing uh to be able to laugh at something that's you know can be super heavy and serious but you know when did you really come into realizing that you know comedic expression and just like creative expression in general is kind of like your heart smile soul language you're so nice. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I think that like, even like with like the YouTube channel that I'm starting, um, that was the goal because like you really can get so lost in the pain and the hurt. And mm. um, I don't know. I just like, I mean, I'm a child of the internet. Like everything's a joke, right? <laughs> Nothing serious. <laughs> Um, but um no I so like my brother 
drew when I was growing up and you know him he's seven years older than I am and naturally me being the little annoying sister I was I wanted to do everything he did better and so you know I started drawing and then it's like the drawing turned into painting and I did watercolor for a while and then acrylic and then like um, I've like tried a lot of different art mediums um, and so mm. it's always been there's a different way for me to express myself and it's just like changed over time um, and from time to time I'll still paint not as much as I, I used to but mm. um, going forward uh, my, my new expression is um, opening conversations you know doing YouTube and having these types of conversations but like you know I can laugh about these things because these parts of me have healed and it's like when I take a far, far enough <laughs> step back if I'm watching it from a person watching me on this planet like wow like that's pretty crazy that that was the experience you had like I'm so glad you like made it through that and mm. I think it's like for me we have to like keep that that kind of surrounding this because we can get lost in mm. it yeah oh laughter is the greatest medicine yeah didn't you say that earlier something about gut <laughs> something <laughs> those yeah i mean that's the that's always been the the kind of release or natural happening whenever there's been some profound realization or release it's just been like met with just like the deepest of belly laughs you know yeah. and it's actually kind of one of those natural almost checkpoints if I find myself kind of seemingly being off my center like energetically mm -hmm. and I'm like you know I'll meditate and be like oh I need a ground or something and I'll come back and then it's just all of a sudden it's just like <laughs> you know it's almost like the Peter Griffin <laughs> yeah it's a little bit like the Peter Griffin like <laughs> just like kind of like it kind of just like comes up naturally I'm just like okay we're back online cool you know and then it's just like all right let's get going and it's That's just one funny. of those things that you know it, again it's just the energetic recognition of it where it's the mm -hmm. more that you know this process continues to unfold the easier it is just to navigate what the the subtle of most subtle energies are really trying to tell us of like, oh, do I need to navigate this? Do I need to explore that? Do I need to, how can I phrase it? You know, do I need to really hold space for that? Or is this something that is just kind of coming and going like the breeze? Like mm. it's just, it just allowed myself to, I guess, again, gain more of an understanding of what the feedback of the body is really trying to show. Yeah. Yeah. Is this something that I need to process or am I just having a physical response to a prior situation you know so yeah that's so weird so like my tv just like turned on and turned off and i have not moved <laughs> okay spirit you do your thing that's fine <laughs> whatever <laughs> talk about energetic recognitions honestly that that's something that has occurred <laughs> when i became more and more aware of i would think something like so I'm wondering if this is like that. And then I hear a ding or I'll hear yeah. a, I'll hear a sound or a light will flicker. And I'm like, wait, did that just happen? Yeah. <laughs> and then I go like, okay, so it is that way. There'll be another ding. And I go, yeah, okay, right. thank you. You know, and, you know, we started off part one with like, you know, finding out that, hey, you're not crazy. This is normal. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the, you know welcome to our world i mean this is this is like what, what, magic yeah what, when i i thought i was alone for a long time 
mm-hmm. you know, and I kept my thoughts to my and my feelings to myself, but I was having all these inner awakenings, you know, pop, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like a bag of popcorn in the microwave going, crap, you know, like and thinking that, well, is there something wrong here? Right. You know, and, uh, and, and who do I, you know, I, I, this is not a typical conversation you'd have with somebody like, like, Hey, I'm, I'm here. Like I'm having conversations with, you know, with my grandmother, you know, mm-hmm. I've had, I, you know, and so been there. Yeah. Yeah. So, same. <laughs> so I talked with my dead dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we're reaching the end of, of our after show combo. And so I, I just had a real quick question though. Like, who did you reach out to? How did, what did you seek clarification? How did you, you know, navigate through that um, awakening? Yeah. So I have another best friend and he's, he's pretty, pretty cool. Um <laughs> subtly he's just like kind of cool um well I had two actually but I had three different people that I went to for different things and Mm. um you know the first person besides that group of friends because we all thought we were like kind of crazy and like just navigating it right but like the first person outside of that um I like to call it coming out of the spiritual closet um (laughs) yeah that's a good way to put it yeah like was my brother because I was like hey Mm. I'm like and I was explaining the counsel to him and um he's just like whoa you have that too and then we got to have a conversation about like his Mm. experiences and like what he connects with and you know um his own development spirituality and it's like one of the people that I actually watch who um does like monthly uh reads and stuff he introduced me to And it, you know, it opened this conversation and we were, uh, we were roommates at the time and uh, Hmm. I was able to like hold it down because it's like um, my friends weren't with me. Like they didn't live where I live. And so um, I knew that like, if I really was going through it, like we would sit and like drink tea and listen to fallout music or not fallout yeah fallout the video game music like 1950s like stuff and just like chill and talk about these like difficult things that we're going through and we made it less about because I think to what gets scary um when you're starting to talk about these things it's like oh I don't want people to think I'm crazy and so how I kind of navigated was okay yes I had this experience but this was the emotional thing that I took from it this was the growth I had from it um you know, and obviously that's like trying to validate it for them, which is like not your problem, but like, that was how, yeah, that was how I navigated that. And, um, Mm. you know, eventually I was, I started introducing the, the mentionings of the like tarot and, um, just vocabulary that people were familiar with so then when I was starting to like say like Reiki and stuff, they'd be like, oh, well, what is that? And like, I'm like, oh, I'm not just like a witch. Like there's so much more to everything than like, and there's nothing wrong with uh-huh. identify as witches or anything, but it just was like, that was the only vocabulary they had been exposed to when it came to this kind of work. Um, and I was like, so afraid of that. I'm like, I'm not evil. Like, and not that witches are evil, but like, you know, and, uh, yeah. but yeah. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Cause I, I feel like that, you know, there, there is a 
we're hitting critical mass here, you know, to a point where is we're going to come up to a fork in the road and take a left or a right, you know, but uh, or so high funny. road, low road, whichever way you want to put it, whatever dimension you're in. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it gets to a point where uh, P- Peter and I beginning to realize, you know, that we have conversations like this all the time. Like I get dreams, I have visions, mm-hmm. I hear voices, I get images. Yeah. I, I call them future glimpses. I get a, a future glimpse of a possible mm-hmm. potential future that I can live mm-hmm. into, you yeah. know. But for years, I was just like going, did that just happen? What was that? Like, well, yeah. Well, what do I do with this information? <laughs> yeah, literally. What do I do with this? <laughs> Is yeah. this going to really happen to me? So like, what the heck's the up thing. with 333? Why do I keep getting 333? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Rusty, yeah. You, the, there you said two things. One, the fork in the road. That was a card I pulled this morning in my Oracle deck. And two, the three things. <laughs> I've been seeing that all week. Look at this. We love spirit working. <laughs> yeah. What, what I get is that it's kind of like uh, buying a yellow Volkswagen Beetle. And then suddenly you're noticing all the other yellow Volkswagen Beetles on the road. Right. That I hadn't right. noticed a week before. Exactly. Like, uh, and yeah. so now it's because, okay, now I'm getting message. Now I'm becoming aware of all these other messages, the energy flickering, the light, you know, the beam, right. and the you know, and, oh, wow, everything's a message. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's a trip right there, though, is when you finally wake up to the synchronicities and the messages, you realize that like 99% of our life has just been like neon blaring signs and lights. Yeah. Of, like, of like, go do this. Don't do that. Go do this. Don't do that. You're like, oh my God, it was right in my literally. face the whole time. Dark night of the soul. Don't get sad about it. Like, literally. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. It's like tuning into a radio station. I mean, that station's been there this whole entire time. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Well, I guess that's something to kind of tap into and this realization that each of us is kind of going through this kind of like awakening things are unfolding and and liberating and, you know, opening up, what would be kind of like some words of advice for, you know, the listeners in terms of holding space for themselves during this Mm -hmm. process of like healing and transformation? Yeah. Just being patient and also surrounding yourself with people who see you. And like really see you, not like people who are supposed to see you, like, you know, a best friend from, well, (laughs) in my case, a best friend from childhood isn't a good example because she sees me. (laughs) We've been friends since we were five, I guess. Like, you know, but, um, you know, a parent, if you don't have a good relationship with a parent or whatever, somebody who's close to you, who you want them to see you, but they don't. It's like when you, like, I wouldn't have gotten through this if I didn't have the people I had at the time, because like you know, not only did I get to talk to them about the hard times, but we also got to celebrate those moments when like, you know, there's a point in the journey where, you know, like, oh my gosh, I had this synchronicity. Like, isn't that insane? And it was like so wild because it's like the first time that you're consciously like noticing these things. And now it's just like, oh, okay, you go spirit. I see you. Thank you. (laughs) It's fine. And, um, yeah, literally tip of the hat and, uh, (laughs) So yeah, just like being patient and surrounding yourself with people who can do that. And also like uh, people who see themselves, 
because then you won't play into each other's traumas and like stuff, which I mean, it can be progressive to do that because, you know, you can heal your own stuff, but um, yeah, holding space without judgment for sure. So that's the goal. Mm. 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 I love that. And I just got to say, the sacred empress sarah thank you so much for tapping in with us on creative chat it's been an honor and it just it really does bring me so much more hope knowing that there's people like yourself holding light for those on this journey oh, so, so nice yeah thank, thank you. you and keep it up with the consistency you know the i know those daily affirmations they get through to a lot of people and everyone has always been on point so i'm almost like Oh, good. I'm so glad. Some days I'm like, you know, I don't really care if this like reads across the board. This is what I'm experiencing. <laughs> comes through. It comes through. Okay. I mean, we're all we're all experiencing this massive shift as the one collective we are. And, you know, that's the one thing that always comes through in these talks is that we're so, so tapped in with one another. It's It's mm-hmm. so ridiculous. And we're all, you know, along our own paths and journeys, but like we're all getting the same pumps we call it the pumps and dumps of life dang yeah <laughs> for sure so we're, we're riding the roller coaster together so you know it's an honor to dance the dance with you oh thank you all righty well and then with that roll the outro okay thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible thank you we are historically for your conscious human apparel Shop online at wearehistorically.com. Level up your life and raise your vibration with specialized Fibonacci tuning forks. Get your vibrational sound tools for your personal enhancement at energybodytuners.com. Another creative art production by Retro Earth Studio. And that concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching our show. Click the bell button to get notified of future episodes. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You know you're starting your day off right when you're watching another insightful episode of Creatives Chat. Oh, nice.